You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir... I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. It's a great day to be hanging out after dark. Listening to phone calls. Because that's what we do. Why are you here, by the way? Just wondering. (laughs) I'll never understand. Anyways, uh, with that, we do not have any new calls, but we're getting caught up. With that being said, I don't want to get caught up and not have to uh, be able to do the show later in the week. So 608-501-0718, please get in your phone calls. Give me your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your desires. Um, Maybe only one of those things. I'm not sure. But why don't we get this thing started off with Mr. Peter Tomas. Hello. Hey, Ryan, hey. Peter Thomas. Hey, man. Well, I said it wrong, my and bad. Even though the Packers lost, I couldn't be more excited about this team moving forward. There you go. Even after a loss. Feels good. Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. 25, 33, 29, and 55 are legit studs, dude. Yeah. Thanks to Basashia for poaching 25 and 20 and getting them on our squad. We got to keep those guys. Yeah, I, I, it, the the special teams is the one thing where I feel like we're kind of split because on one hand it's like, dude, we got a returner, we've got you know the punts are looking, you know, all these things are looking good, and then on the other hand it's like special teams again. Here we go, missed the extra point. This team sucks. Versace is a joke. Fire him, shoot him, whatever. It's like I yeah, kind of, but also kind of not at all. So I don't know. Love also looked really good, man. He did. Small sample size, I know, but it was uh, encouraging to see how the team encouraging to see how the team rallied around him. Yeah, almost uh, like they had extra juice when he came in. Don't get me wrong, Clayton. I love <laughs> Rogers and everything he's done for the team, and I hope he recovers from his injuries and gets back to an MVP level of performance this year and next, if he still is a Packer. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see this team moving forward. And uh, perhaps we will see that now with a rejuvenized, revitalized energy under love if Aaron fits, of course, due to injury. I, I just think he did the best you could ask him to do, right? It, it, yeah, it's a small sample size, but um, let, let's put it this way. If he's a bad quarterback, would that have been the result? 
Probably not. If he's a great quarterback, we don't know. We we can't tell from that. But if he's trash, it's I mean, sometimes trash quarterbacks do great things. It happens. There's a good throw here and there, maybe even a good drive, maybe a good couple drives. But um it just kind of moves the needle ever so slightly in the ooh, well, maybe category. I called a while back and asked um when you thought we would see love. And dude, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, when you said that we would see him only if injury to Rodgers occurred. We saw that tonight, again, in a small sample size, but it was, like, really encouraging. I believe he had a passer rating of, like, 146 point something. It's good. Um, Yeah. I do understand the cap, and I understand how much money we're paying to Rodgers right now. However, moving forward, I think it's in our best interest as a team to see what we have in 10 and see how the team responds to love as QB1. Only then will we really understand why Gutekinds and LaFleur drafted and developed him. If not, it was simply a wasted pick, and the folks that believed that it was were 100% right. On the negative, our defense played soft in crucial moments. Again, our run defense is like Swiss cheese, so many holes, and a lack of plugging the gaps with our linebackers playing completely off the line, missed tackles all night. I'm sure you saw it. However, I came into this game fully expecting to lose, but was really encouraged by certain players on the team. They wanted to win, and it was apparent in this playoff loss. Art was shown for sure. I don't mind this loss in this situation, as it boosts our draft pick moving forward, and I only hope that we can overcome the difficulty and detrimental long-lasting injuries and a lack of consistency and heart next season, and that we see a rejuvenated squad moving forward no matter who is starting at QB. Let's hope that love that is the answer, just like Rodgers has been saying all along. Go, Pat, go. Yeah, and and that's where this kind of gets into silliness. Um, Unless you are just so anti-love that you just want him off the team, which I'll never understand, why? Who in their right mind wouldn't want Jordan Love to be the next Aaron Rodgers? Is is there a person on planet Earth? I'm 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 genuinely curious because I I know that this is there's a lot of like reactionary stuff where people get mad at the anti Rodgers stuff and that turns them into an anti Love person and and it's this weird thing. But if I told you right now, Jordan Love was going to have an Aaron Rodgers career, wh- where would you stand on this situation? I'm just I'm just curious. I, I have to assume everybody would be on the side of we gotta at least hang on to him, right? Even if even if Rogers continues to play as long as he wants, you can't get rid of him. And you'd also like to play him right now because the fear for me is that if we don't play him and we don't know, and we're and now we're getting to the point where we have to pay him a ton of money, I would be worried that the team would be like, All right, let's just move on from love and we'll get a new quarterback later. This is dragged on too long and Rogers is still sticking around and we're gonna let him go. And I don't want to do that. So, um, yeah, we, we should all at least agree on the fact that we hope that Jordan Love is the answer moving forward. And like you said, he, he, even Rodgers wants that. He just doesn't want it to happen too soon. You know, <laughs> you can take over and be great. And I, I wish the best for you, just not when I'm out there trying to be the quarterback. If you could just chill out a little bit, that'd be great. By the way, because I'm spiteful and this is how I roll, plus it's Bears week so I can be excused for doing this, uh, you're right. The uh, Jordan Love 
passer rating, 146.8. Justin Fields' highest passer rating ever, 120. He didn't hit 100 once last year. This year he had his hit it three times, but never as high as just, well, it doesn't count. He didn't play enough. Okay, well, kind of counts. Let me ask you, is it easy to get all the way up to 148 with almost no opportunity? If I told you he's going to throw the ball nine times, what would you say his, his passer rating would be? That, that's, that's the other thing. It's like, well, it's a small sample size. It doesn't count. Well, it kind of counts. I mean, I get that it doesn't, but at the same time, accomplishing anything with no opportunities isn't great. Right, if, if Aaron Jones catches three passes, or I guess Jones would be a bad example. Let's say uh, Randall Cobb caught three passes. You can't really summarize how good a player is based on three receptions. But I can make some estimations on whether or not I think he had a really big day. And the answer to the question would be, probably not. Now, if it's Christian, maybe you would say, hey, he might have had a pretty big day. Three, three receptions is probably two touchdowns and at least 100 yards. But... Most normal, Devontae. Devontae had three receptions. Okay, so then he didn't have a big day. The fact that he had uh, two scoring drives, a touchdown, and nearly 150 passer rating, to just brush that off, like, well, it's because it's a small... Small sample size doesn't make you great. It's not like, well, if you don't play much, then you're awesome every time. It's also possible to suck in a small sample size. And you have less opportunities to do good stuff. Just so we're clear. All we're saying with the small sample size thing is there's not enough data. And that's true, but it's not even the nine passes. He could have had 90 passes. We still don't have enough data on Jordan Love. But you can't just jump from small sample size, therefore discredit that he had a good day. No, you can't do that. He did a lot with almost no opportunities, and he deserves all the credit that comes along with every single one of those throws, decisions, etc. Everything. Can't take that away from him because he didn't get enough opportunities. Howdy, this is Jared, the Uber driver from Texas. Hey, man. And, you know, I'm not that sad for the loss. It's like, you know, the fact that we got to see Love come out and look like he was competent in the offense now, I get it that, you know, it, the Eagles weren't ready or prepared for him, but I mean, they were prepared for Aaron Rodgers, you know, he think they would be able to love somehow but love looked like he could understand the offense so far and so what we need is to fix the defense uh you know what Vic Fangio is doing we, we, might, we might need to call him all right bye go back go man I, I tell you what it is funny how everybody just is oh every single time we do this show everybody seems to be on the same page with stuff and and, and it's been this whole week that that's been mostly where people are at we're all, we're all just in a good spot you know, I think we've all accepted the fate of the season, but also there's an understanding of what matters is the future. It's Jordan Love, it's Christian Watson, it's 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 the young guys. You know, Dobbs and you know even Jair and uh, Rashawn and Kingsley and Quay and Wyatt. Those are the guys that matter. And when you start to see, especially the critical pieces show out. You know, we, we might fight about love, but there is no, and I've said this a hundred times, there is not a more important person on this entire team than Jordan Love. Not one. If, if I told you today that there is one person on this team that you get to magically make elite and you pick anybody other than Jordan Love, I'm sorry, you are an idiot. 
There is nobody more important on this team than Jordan Love. And and and, and you got to understand, for all the, the people that spend a lot of time arguing with the Jordan Love crowd and arguing with the anti-Rodgers crowd, and there are some some insufferable people who just hate Rodgers because he's Rodgers. And that we're seeing a lot of that right now with the conspiracy theory stuff. They are beyond happy. They're so happy that this report came out because it's everything they've ever loved. It gives them the, the reason to attack his character and all. I think that's silly, right? I mean, the conspiracies are theory, silly too, but just, just the fact that people just revel in this. But let's leave that aside for a second. You need to understand what I just said. People are very, very um, desiring to push for Jordan Love for the exact reason that I just said. I, I get that Rodgers is a good quarterback, and it, he hasn't been this year necessarily. He's been fine, I guess, but he's not elite. But it, 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 regard, even if he was, the fact that he only has a year, two, maybe three years left with this team some people, myself included, see that and say Jordan Love is the most important piece on this team. And the fact that he's sitting on the bench rather than playing in this, it's like, I, I need to know. I need to know what he can do. And, and you want to know why people get excited? This is why. Dude, it, 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 and we all understand that the it's a narrow possibility, and I've all but given up on Jordan Love. It's a narrow possibility that this guy could be great. But it's a question that has to be answered, and we need to know the answer. And again, there's nothing the, the season. There's nothing else that matters right now. The season is done. Like, ooh, don't you want to see Rodgers try to lead a comeback and beat the? No, I don't care. Well, don't you want to see like you know somebody's like, well, fans pay tickets. They want to see. First of all, most fans want to see Jordan Love right now rather than Rodgers, anyways. But this, what I want to see is if we have a quarterback in love. There is no bigger question in the entire organization, and it's just been sitting there for years. We've been wanting to know whether or not we've got the guy as a first-round pick quarterback. We want to know, is he the guy? And it's just like, ah, don't worry about it. Let's say, hey, let's try to get a Super Bowl. Like, all right, that's cool. And then we don't, and it's like, well, that sucks. Uh, hey, what about Love? Is he ready to go? Like, is he going to be really great? Ah, don't let's try to get a Super Bowl. All right. Yeah. No, no, for sure. For sure. We'll try to get Rogers getting a little up in age though, isn't he? And he says he wants to retire. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're going to get a Super Bowl going all in. Like, all right. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, we won't worry about Jordan Love. But now this season is crap. It's terrible. And they're still trying to, well, we, we still got a 2% chance. Dude, shut up with your 2% chance. I need to know what's going on. With love, no more excuses. This is the biggest question for everything. And and even our rivals know that. But the first thing they want to bring up is Jordan Love because they know he is the future. Or maybe he's not. I don't know. We don't know. That's what we need to find out. And the team has already come out and said they don't know. So what are we waiting for? What? What? <laughs> Well, I mean, if if Rodgers can still play, he should play. No, not really. This is the question that matters. Well, what if Rodgers comes back? Still would like to know. This season is done. Rodgers can play next year. That's fine. I need to know the answer to the question. The team needs to know the answer to the question. Everybody needs to know the answer to the question. So anyways, yeah, that is that is the question. And and, and now we're all sitting, now we all got a taste and it's like, ooh, is it? What do you think? Like, is he the guy? And like, I don't know. Well, you get, should we play him again to find? No, we're going to play Rodgers. You 
absolute sons of you, I swear. Anyways. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Packer fans. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve up in Alaska. Had my joint, watched the game, and by the way, I, I had my drink. <laughs> so good, man. This may be a little blah, 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 blah you know, because <laughs> I could get that way, but who cares? Whatever. Got we it. all had a good night tonight. We're good. The offense put points on. Defense, we could say it did nothing, but I, I, I think the defense is what it is with the offense being what it is. But I like the fact that Jordan Love got out there and got to play some ball. Sorry about that. All good. I, I got caught that it. deep in there. Some football, he said. Well, we got to we got to see what the team is. And hey, man, I think as it is, as the world goes and and as sports turn, yeah, we're in our little time of, of drudgery. But who cares? Yeah, right, right. Let's just have fun. Let's True. enjoy what we got. We had thirty years of great football. Win, lose, draw. You know the thumb thing. I remember. By the way, I don't don't know who is out there who hasn't thought about when Brett had his thumb issue and he had his broken thumb, and it was like two years of Brett Favre looking like a chump with a broken thumb, can't throw a ball. Nobody <laughs> remembers that, but it's okay. You know, let's go on. I'm just kind of rambling, man. Again, like I said I had my drinks. Football. Love it. Go pack. See you, Ryan. Bye. Yeah, I do remember that. I I, I remember his uh, hand looking purple, and he always had his, uh, wasn't it a rubber band around his around his wrist that it, like his daughter gave him or something? I don't know why I remember that, but um, yeah, his hand was jacked up. Seemed like for a really long time. Um, but, but again, and, and I don't want to keep bringing it back to my thing, the thought popped up as far as what I was talking about before with the biggest question. The, the, the sales pitch we're getting is, or rather than playing love, we keep playing Rodgers now. And then next year, check this out. What if we go all in next year, right? What if Rodgers comes back and we do this again? Like, yeah, I guess, man. I, yeah, maybe. Like, wouldn't that be crazy? Like, what if we won a Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't know. Roger's pretty bad shape, isn't he? Yeah, he'll be fine. We'll get surgery. He'll be, he'll be perfect. Never never better. What about the defense? Ah, defense. About, like, the wide receiver situation. Like, we just kind of have Watson. And what about the offensive line? What about the defensive line? And what about the edge rushers? When is Rashawn coming back? What do you do about the, the culture? And, and, and like, uh, are you sure that? No, yeah, we're going to worry about it. Going all in, son. What about the future? Like, what are we doing? Ah, worry about today. Today, we win a Super Bowl. All right, yeah, no, sure. Let's let's go all in again. It's worked out splendidly so far. I'm sure we got it. I'm sure everything will be fixed. It'll be great. (laughs) You drunk idiots.
All right, I don't think I'm going to play this whole thing, but you get the point, right? All you need is love. That's that's the thing. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to Nate's call here. Hey, Bag Daddy, it's Nate. Hey, man. Um, just wanted to call in with some post game thoughts. Uh, I think the game went pretty well, actually. I I went into it knowing they were probably going to lose, um, but they kept it a lot closer than I thought. Which I guess uh, you would. I mean, you kind of mentioned that we do match up well against them, um, and I'd, we had plenty of chances and. Do we really want to go into the fact that um, we could have at least made this go into overtime if Rodgers didn't throw his and gift them 14 points? Let's ignore that for now, and we'll talk about the positives. I thought the run game was great. Um, I thought Jordan Love was playing out of his mind. I know it was only two drives, but, man, he was just decisive, and he was just slinging it around, and I loved seeing it. I, I, I really did. Um, but I've always been a fan of his, uh, from when we drafted him. I, I liked him. Um, and then, uh, the defense, the defense, um, not great. Uh, I didn't want to re-sign Razul for the exact reasons that we saw on the field. But, uh, back to the positives. Keyshawn Nixon, man. Keyshawn in Nixon. Holy shit. Wow, we we might actually like have a a real returner. Like, right. sign that man, sign him to I a, a long contract. Whether you know, try to get a good deal on it, but sign him now. We can't. We'll never find somebody else. We are terrible at finding a returner. Yeah. That is the dude for right now. Uh, but I, it's actually kind of funny because we we never put any resources into it, and we didn't put any resources into it this year. We stumbled onto Keyshawn Nixon because let's be honest, he was brought in for special teams, but it was not because he was a great returner. That was never a thing. It was it was for other special teams reasons. But um, yeah, we accidentally stumbled on a returner. We're never going to find another one because we never try. So yeah, pay the man. Besides that, um, Christian Watson, great great game uh, again. I think he's going to be the future of this team, and I'm really hoping that Romeo comes back and he develops, and we got a, a nice tandem going for the future. And then. Um, the other thing that happened that I was, I don't want to say happy about, but uh, since we were unwilling to bench Rodgers, I was a, I can't lie, a little bit excited to see him go down. Hope it's not career ending or whatever, but, um, you know, without that, we wouldn't have been able to see Love kind of sling it around and show what he's got to offer. So I'm hoping that they make the wise decision and just uh, sit Rodgers' old hippie ass sideline so he can pout over there but i doubt they're gonna do that so go pack go yeah um i'm with you on all that i mean those are all positives for sure christian watson looking great still romeo dobbs coming back should be exciting uh i got big time fingers crossed on that one i i you know i don't know what's gonna happen dobbs looked great and then he started to diminish and and honestly that's happening with watson a, a tad right again three touchdowns and two touchdowns and one touchdown and then who knows how far this thing kind of fall, falls before it levels off, I guess. But I do hope that getting Dobbs back is just that perfect compliment that we need. I'm guessing if I had to guess, it probably won't be, at least not right out of the gate. But man, do I want it to be. And yeah, again, it's, it's, you're going to have to accept the fact that more things can be true at once. And, you know, I'm not happy Rodgers got hurt. I am happy that Rodgers wasn't playing so that Love could play and we could see that.
I don't know what that song is, but I'm guessing love is in the lyrics somewhere. Hey, Ryan, it's Britt from Merrimack. Hey. Monday morning, I was going to call last night, but I think you got bombarded with millions of phone calls. It's true. So here's my take on the game. Joe Barry, get him out of here. That defense, oh, my God. Like It's bad. Uh, how, just when you think, you know, they couldn't get worse, they do. I mean, I don't even know if they want to play. I mean, Rudy Ford, again, was a big fumble. Clay Walker was a nice return. And Jair is telling him to follow him. And then doesn't he, and then the one time he has to block a guy, he totally biffs it. Like, whatever. He had another crappy game along with the year. That's what happens when you play players big money. They just rest on their laurels. They, oh, well, it doesn't matter how my play is. I'm still going to get paid either way. Um, Aaron Rodgers finally gets benched after that interception. I was, I mean, yes, he did make some pretty immaculate throws down the stretch, but I mean, I was, was it sad for me to be like, I was actually excited to see Jordan Love play. Like, is that a bad thing to say at this point? I mean, this is the, uh, moral conundrum of the day. Is, is it okay that I was happy that Jordan Love came in. It was a competitive game, which I was surprised. I thought they were going to get curb stomped, but they didn't. They fought. And Jordan Love's passes were just rockets coming out, like compared to Rogers' passes lately. You know, he has definitely can tell he has the zip on the ball. Um, that touchdown pass to Christian Watson, man, that guy has speed. Just post. <laughs> Everybody, 63 yards, can't go wrong with that. I was very impressed with Jordan Love. Um, whether it was, I don't really think it would have been garbage time. They're still down by 10. But anyway, had some good kickoff returns, which was nice to see. And there weren't any holding penalties. Oh, I think I read on Twitter that Keyshawn Nixon's 52 yard kickoff return was the longest since like, 2015, 2016, Jeff Janice's. That's a long time. Yeah. Long time. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll just wait to hear what everyone else has to say. But I mean, did you see how fired up LaFleur was when Jordan Love made that touchdown pass? I mean, obviously. That's what the Matt LaFleur offense looks like when Aaron Rodgers isn't there. (laughs) Again, he's another reason why they've been struggling, you know, but whatever. I think we saw the the future. Got cut off. One second. Here we go. Ready, go. It's Britt. Got cut off. Yep. Um, I know it's small sample size, but, man, I I was more excited watching Jordan Love play then the entire game with Aaron Rodgers in there, I just felt like when Aaron Rodgers was playing, I was holding my breath because he just didn't know, kind of like how Brett Favre was toward, you know, his end of time at the Packers. So, but yeah, defense atrocious. I mean, Joe Barry, again, third and 13, we're playing 20 yards deep. It's like a, when people play the Packers, they have to think that third and long is an automatic first down. But, yeah. Anyway, 
have a good one, and I will wait to hear what everybody has to say. Go Pack Go. Crazy thing is, that whole third down thing, that is, that's Dom Capers. That is exactly how it was under, I mean, this feels, you know, all the comparisons to 2018, it's, it's kind of crazy, but this feels like a Dom Capers defense. It was the same thing. Stop him on first down, stop him on second down, bring no pressure on third down, let him sit in the pocket and find that 30-yard strike. I mean, it's it's just, it's automatic. Um, I hate to say I miss Petten, but, you know, that didn't happen under Petten. And I understand we don't have the pass rush right now. We don't have Zadarius and Preston and Rashawn and, and whatever, but um, that wasn't the case. Third, you want, third down was where we, for, for Petten, it was all about getting to third down. That was the hard part. Like, if you can get him into third and five or longer, it was automatic. You're, you've got pressure. You've got all this stuff. It was just a matter of getting there that was hard. Now we've gone back to the um, the old style of doing things, which is kind of stiffen up a little bit and then give up third down. Um, and I definitely like it the other way better. <laughs> I I like uh, I like feeling confident that when we are in a position to make a stop, we can make a stop. Hey, good morning, Ryan. This is Terrell from Virginia. Hey, hey, just calling. I was um. Watched the game last night between Green Bay and Philly. And Jordan Love, he had a handful of throws, like you said. But I thought it was encouraging. I think it's about time to move on from all the high-paid players that we have and start building up with the young receivers. And that Jordan Love, I think next couple of years will be all right. Yeah, I mean, we, we I don't want to start building up this culture, which is what I felt like it was in 2018. You've got a lot of veterans making a lot of money that are allowed to not care. That was exa- I, I specifically was looking right at Clay Matthews and, and, and Perry. Those two guys were not doing jack squat. They didn't even have a coach, which I, I brought up several times. I thought was hilarious. We didn't have an outside linebackers coach. Um, so their, their first like actual direct coach would be maybe like a defensive line coach. Otherwise it would be the defensive coordinator (laughs) or like the linebackers coach maybe would fall under their umbrella, but we didn't have like a pass rushing coach. Didn't have one. Um, and it, yeah, it just, it just felt like guys were kind of, as Britt said, resting on their laurels a little bit. And, you know, again, haha Clinton Dix had mentioned that there are guys that just show up and they just want their paycheck and they didn't care. And it feels like we're getting back to that point. And I don't want to get there. And the fastest way to fix that is to not feel dependent on them. If they know there's nothing you can do about it, then they're not going to have to care. If they know you're not going to do anything, that, that was the thing. When you got guys like Perry and Matthews that feel like they're not going anywhere and, and feel comfortable with what they're doing and, and coaches and everything else, these are not guys that you have to keep around. You can get rid of them if you wanted to. They just didn't want to. They just chose not to. We just kept bringing the same old guys back over and over again, and then bringing, you know, Ted Thompson would bring in these nobodies to to maybe kind of round something out. Like if we really had a deficiency at defensive line, he'd get some absolute nobody defensive lineman and be like, all right, there you go. That's There's my free agent acquisition of the year. Um, it, it was just a pathetic effort all the way around. And, um, I, again, I think the best way to to – counteract that is with young motivated guys and we're starting to see that now we don't have enough young motivated guys to push everybody else out but um you know if you're a veteran wide receiver and and you think you're gonna stick around just because uh christian watson romeo dodds samori turi they've got something to say about that you're gonna have to produce and and put in the work and you know 
again, I, I do think one of the first shoes to drop is going to be Rodgers because, you know, Rodgers has the team over a barrel and, uh, you know, Randall Cobb is here because of Rodgers and he, he has a lot of sway and, and the team isn't going to be able to say, this is the way it is. You know, you, you're not going to be able to have this seniority and, and because you're a high pl- price player, you get to dictate every. You can't have that as a message when Aaron Rodgers literally does dictate whatever you do. <laughs> like you can't, you can't do that. So, um, you know, I don't know. There, there needs to be a uh, little bit of a change of attitude around the locker room. And, and listen, I think a lot of these guys do want to play. I just think they, they, they're losing hope and they're losing a desire. I mean, threatening them is one way to go. There, there's also just, you know, getting them on your side, which would be the number one thing. But if, if they refuse, regardless of, you know, if, if we are going to try to win this locker room back and there are people being resistant, then you got to go. And that was kind of the thought I got when they released, I think it was Kylan Hill. And they were like, you know, something about off the field, but also not supporting your teammates when they need you and everything that kind of had that feel to it. And we need to have that moving forward, but not just lower level players, higher level player, players too. You will support your teammates. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. We got, we got a lot of work to do certainly, but that's, that is the biggest thing moving forward is, is the young guys and the attitude that they have that permeating outward, as opposed to the young guys learning the ways of the veterans, which is to just say, hey, show up, get your paycheck, do your job, protect yourself, and worry about yourself, and uh, get through this thing healthy, and, and that's all that matters. It's not the attitude that we want, because it's not an attitude that's going to win anything. Hey, Ryan. Uh, I was just uh, calling in to reflect on the game a little bit. Um, obviously, it sucks we lost, but uh, the season is over anyway, so I was excited to see love. I've been... Uh, I actually wanted them to draft love before they did. Probably one of the few, and that's for sure. And I've been a little bit nervous the last uh, year and a half or so um, if he'd be good or not. But and, and I'm still uh, I'm not jumping to any conclusions. But I thought he looked pretty good. I just reviewed the his highlights from last night, and I thought I liked every throw except for the one in the end zone where he missed Watson. I felt like. He either could have put that one a little bit closer, or if he had waited about a half a second, he would have had Lazard wide open. But he was um, running full speed, um, rolling out of the pocket on that one. So I can't dock him too much. But he was really putting some heat on the ball. Um, you know, that one he threw, he even almost threaded that needle to Cobb in the end zone, which actually I think was uh, pass interference. I think he got hit before the ball got there. But he was fitting it into tight coverage and uh, – making quick decisions. And one thing I really loved um, is he was going through his reads quick. Um, so yeah. he was going through progressions, not just picking a guy like Rogers does before the snap and sticking with him. Um, another thing is I know Watson's pass was only like a 10 yarder, um, 15 yarder. And then it was Watson on the run. But how many times have we seen Rogers this year? have a guy like that open and his pass isn't accurate enough. So the guy has to go to the ground to catch the ball and uh, it's only a 15 yard pass. So uh, I got to think about that as well. And I know Rogers is hurt, but I'm, I'm just saying um, love Keyshawn Nixon, man, that dude can return the ball. got some vision. We should put him at wide receiver. No, just kidding. Uh, it definitely looks great. Returning the ball back there. Um, I, uh, 
I felt like Matt LaFleur going for it early in the game, came back to bite us again. If he had kicked that field goal, um, we would have only been down seven at the end and uh, could have gone for it on fourth down there with Love. Um, just got to take the points, especially when you're a struggling team. Can't just take the points. Um, overall, really happy with it. Um, it was fun to see Love play. I really hope that they can just grow a pair and sit Rodgers and tell him, okay, we're not mathematically out, but we got like a 0.2% chance of making it. We're pretty much out of it. Um, he's hurt. Love Love looks just as good, if not better, and I know his limited snaps, but he actually almost had the same amount of attempts and much better in those attempts. Uh, one other interesting thought, if they do decide to move on from LaFleur, if I remember correctly, I actually think... Uh, Seth got cut off there. We're gonna catch to the other side at the end of the other side of the break. Uh, I forgot we didn't take one. So, um, yep, I, I I'm on board with you, Seth. Kind of just going down that same line as everybody else. About excited about uh, Keyshawn. Excited about about uh, Jordan Love. Hope to see more of them, obviously. But uh, we'll, we'll like I said, we'll catch the other part of your call on the other end of the break. We'll be right back. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Hey, it's Seth. I uh, got cut off on the three-minute thing. Sorry, I guess I'm more excited than I realized. Oh, good. Uh, the last thing I was saying was just uh, they decided to move on from the floor. I don't think Goody can actually make that decision. If I remember correctly... When uh, when Mark Murphy hired Goody um, and Matt Lafleur, he had them both report directly to him. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. Maybe you can uh, fact check me there. But I'm pretty sure they both report to Mark Murphy. So ultimately, it's going to be his decision. I think on whether or not we keep both, neither one of them. Um, but I mean, I'm definitely don't want to see Goody go. I think he's done a good job, but. I actually, I'd really love to see LaFleur for one year too, at least with love, um, and just see how he, how his system looks with just love in it. I think, uh, we, we've lost sight of sometimes 
Maybe you're trying to mesh the West Coast uh, slash system Rogers by the floor's offense. Maybe that's just not a good idea. Um, not similar enough, but I'd love to see LaFour one more year and um, probably like the hundredth person to say this um, on Packernet after dark, but yeah, we got to do something different with the defensive coordinator. Love to get someone proven in there. Um, oh, one other final thought. If we did move on from LaFour, which I don't want to, I would love us to see, um, or I'd love to see given Rich Basaccia a shot, um, unless we could get like Sean Payton or something, but I'd love to get a special teams guy in the room doing the head coach stuff so that our offensive and defensive coordinators can focus specifically on their side of the ball. Um, and I trust Rich to, uh, to keep things in, keep things going, uh, well, special teams and to step into that room if needed. Um, but yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the, um, the the offenses and how they maybe don't mesh or whatever. I I, I went back and looked because I had done a couple videos on Jordan Love. One of them is just called a look at Packers quarterback Jordan Love. The other one is comparing Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Um, the video is entirely too long. Uh, in typical me fashion, there's way too much talking to the point where I don't even want to recommend it because it's embarrassing the amount of talking I do as opposed to just play the freaking play, please. I'm the most annoying person ever <laughs> I hate myself but anyways the point is you could have probably you could play that video right now and have no idea that this wasn't made five minutes ago now i still don't exactly know the 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 way that these two things quote-unquote mesh right i i don't know for sure that we aren't blowing something out of proportion that isn't real i guess is what i'm saying it seems to be a thing from where I'm sitting, but I don't know. The idea that Aaron Rodgers is playing his style of offense and not necessarily Matt LaFleur's style, whether that's you know in rebellion or just his particular style of play, uh, the way he makes decisions as, as far as who he's going to throw to, when, where, why, however, or if it's straight up, we're going to run different plays entirely because, you know, we're going to run Rodgers plays as opposed to Matt LaFleur play. I don't know any of that stuff. But it is funny because a lot of these issues that I thought were kind of new are not at all new. I made a video two years ago, and it's comparing Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers. And the whole video is Aaron Rodgers is uncomfortable in the pocket. He's not seeing the open guy. He's not throwing to the open guy. The, the only real difference is he refused to throw to his checkdowns, and now Rodgers does nothing but throw to checkdowns. Otherwise, it's the exact same thing. The, the, the video applies perfectly to this year. Now, by the way, if you want to get hyped up about Jordan Love, I made two different videos. Both of them should do the job for you. But a lot of it just had to do with it's not about the arm talent. Rodgers has it. It's not about the, the magical throws. It's not about any of this stuff. If you're just talking about trying to execute what we call the Matt LaFleur offense, I think Jordan Love does that better. Not trying to get into a whole thing, but, but I, I, the point is, I see what you're saying. There just seems to be this incongruency. It's just, it's not meshing the way that it should. It, it, it's, it looks like we're trying so hard to do simple stuff, and I don't get it. And the thing that I liked about Jordan Love is that, although it, it's maybe somewhat of a backhanded compliment, he was really good at doing simple stuff. Now, he still did it in spectacular fashion. He Just like we saw, 
almost identical to what we saw in that Packer game, breaking the pocket, throwing off his back foot across his body. In this case, a perfect pass to a, a receiver. This is back in college. So he has all those intangibles. But it's just a matter of, can you just operate a real simplistic system? Can you throw with anticipation? Can you throw accurately? I don't know what he's going to be able to do in college, but that was my big thing about Jordan Love, is that he? it's similar thought to what I thought about Josiah DeGuara. I don't know if he's going to be a good player, but he, what he did in college, what he showed in college, really fits what it is I think we want to do here. But yeah, with Rodgers in particular, it just... I think he is dominant at the thing that he did in his prime. Nobody was better than Rodgers in his prime, and it was in particular doing his style of football. He's not in his prime, he's banged up, and he's doing a thing that just, it's its not that he can't do it, but by, in, by his own admission, he doesn't necessarily like it. He doesn't like that he's supposed to just turn his brain off and, and just be a robot and just, he's like, no, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not a robot. I'm Aaron freaking Rodgers. So, I don't know. But at the same time, when it when it is working, it looks super pretty. And 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 there's almost nothing better than when it's working with Aaron Rodgers when he's playing well. There's there's way too often where it's just clunky and stupid looking. But, you know, we we will always have 2020. <laughs> and Dallas. Hey, Seth again. Forgot hey. one more thought. I guess uh, I'm trying to single-handedly keep the show going here with all my calls today. Appreciate that. Um, I was just thinking about how uh, I love how complimentary Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs' uh, styles are. They're not the same type of receiver, and I love that. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to give some like Hall of Fame, you know, uh, correlations. So I'm not saying either of them are are uh, just just go all that in, high man. of a just talent. Do it. But you know, Christian Watson is like your Randy Moss power yeah. receiver, you know, talk and jump ridiculously fast. Romeo Dobbs is more of your precision route runner, get hands. So we have so so you're saying we have Devontae and Moss. You're an idiot. You are so stupid, Seth. I hate you. You know. Sorry, is that is that the is that the response you were expecting? <laughs> you gotta put that's why you gotta put the qualifiers in there. You gotta put it in there. Otherwise everybody hates you and wants you to die. Devontae type receiver and I know again they're not Randy Moss and Devontae, at least not yet, but I, I think their styles are super complimentary, so I'm excited about that moving forward. That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to get too hyped up about it. I, I was, see, I got super excited about Christian Watson, right? That, that whole thing where he got drafted, and I was like, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And then he didn't play, and I was like, well, this is going to suck. He's probably going to redshirt for the year, this, this, whatever. Then he played a little bit week one, got to go back and see him run behind the defense every single time. And I read an article that he ran 23 miles an hour and it just all clicked in my brain. Like, dude, this is going to be crazy. And I freaked out and he came back and he was everything that I thought he would be. Not, I shouldn't say it that way. That's not true. He was everything that in my dreams I hoped he would be, but in my pessimistic heart thought probably isn't going to be the case, but still he came back and did it. Now I'm shifting to Dobbs because I'm like, all right, let's table this whole Christian thing, right? That's cool. It's working. That's great. What if when Dobbs comes back, he explodes, and we get to see peak Dobbs and Watson, but Dobbs is even better because because we have Watson now, but Watson is even better because we got Dobbs back, and dang it, we got Devontae and Moss is kind of where my brain went too. But, you know, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. But we're both kind of saying, even though we're not saying, but yeah, dude, we're totally saying. Hey, Pac Daddy, I uh, hey. wanted to call in and just give a quick thought. 
Okay. I I, I kind of realized something that I think would uh, would be good to let Brian Gutekunst know, if anybody knows him. Give oh, him a call. Give him a call. He is probably the best in the league at, like, bringing in these random free agents or these random players who have done nothing anywhere else and getting them to play for a year and just be absolutely lights out elite. Yeah. Um, you Pretty know, good. multiple times he's done this. The problem is um, that usually means that we sign them to a longer contract afterwards because we think they're great. Right. Um, and then they don't perform quite as well as they did. That is a good point. So what I think Goody should start doing is when he brings in these, these like nobody free agents, sign them to a two-year deal, a two-year prove-it deal, sign them on the cheap contracts, and then if they play lights out that first year, now you have an extra year where you could trade them away, and then they could be somebody Ooh. else's problem. I know that's a pretty cynical way hey. of looking at things, but um, hey. this, uh, this is not going to be a fun rebuild if we do things the nice, normal way. We've got we've got Rodgers getting paid a ton of money. Um, can't really get rid of him yet, and it's just we're just going to keep doing like you had mentioned. On the other podcast, that we're just going to keep going down that same road. We're going to keep getting bottom end talent in the in the draft because we don't have that high of draft picks, and it's, I'm just sick of it. You know, I I want to see a real change, a real change in the mentality of this team, and just to bring a better culture here because something is broken. We have all the talents in the world, but it's just not working, and it it should. Um, don't know if that's coaching or if we just gotta get a better scheme to fit these guys in. But whatever. Go back, go. Yeah, sorry, I'm still stuck on your two year deal thing. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, we, we do have to change the culture. Let's go back to the two year thing though. Now the the problem is you could chalk it up to luck. And then now you're signing two year deals for all these guys. They come in, they suck, and it's like, wow, cool, you sign them to a two year deal, you're an idiot. Now you now you're gonna cut them and you have dead money. You're you're so stupid. But can you imagine if we just employed your theory for all the guys that, well, maybe, I don't know about all, but it, it, it's it's just, it's like flipping. Brian Gutekunst would be the first ever GM to utilize free agency as a way to flip resources. You bring in Zedarius. You sign him to a two-year contract that averages $17 million per year. And he plays at about a 25 million talent level. And you trade him away, and he's off the books, and you just start sucking up all kinds of draft resources. I mean, think what you get. Devondre Campbell, we paid him like 50 bucks, and all of a sudden he's the best linebacker in football. Can you imagine if we had traded him away? What we could have got for the best linebacker in football? Maybe not a first round. Could you imagine if we had even gotten... I don't want to say third round, but let's say a second round pick. Let's just say for fun, a second round pick for Devondre Campbell. And then he goes off and he's like, nah, not very good. For what? We pick some guy up that's never done anything. We Again, you can call it a fourth round pick or, or two fourth round picks. How about that? Razul. Razul Douglas never did anything. A, a top corner in the league? I'm just saying... I, I was thinking incentive-based contracts. That's where my I, I was almost paused it and was going to guess what you were going to say. I'm thinking incentive-based. Like, I will pay you stupid amounts of money, 
but you have to be that same guy. Same with Razul, right? What did he do last year? He had, what, five interceptions? All right, let's do some incentives. And uh, it's going to be, you know, a real big contract. I don't know what, what a real big contract is, but if you can be a top five corner, what's that worth? I don't, what, what is he even getting paid right now? See, first of all, you're, you're listening to a guy right now that thinks all contracts should be incentive-based. I'm like the anti-baseball where everything's guaranteed. No, it's all incentives. But I will pay you more. So let's, say, let, let's, let's just say that uh, you have a contract worth $20 million. You're a, you're a pass rusher, okay? But how about we have an incentive structure where if you're complete trash, it's 10 but it could go up to 30. What's the best pass rusher in football worth? He's worth 30 million. If you can be that just this year, 30 million bucks. Now, I don't know if we have the cap space to do that. That's probably part of the problem is trying to calculate all the cap space of an entire roster filled of incentive-based team. And then you go win the Super Bowl. It's like, well, we're, we can't win the Super Bowl or we go broke. <laughs> but with some players, especially in this case, I think that could work. But I like that two-year deal and then you trade them away. It's a high-risk, high-reward thing. If, if Gutekunst continues this for the rest of his career, that's the way to do it. The problem is we, we, would, we would not have Preston right now. Uh, you know, we would have lost Turner, not that it matters a ton. We would have lost Amos, you know, for a good stretch. Some of these guys are going to be hard to let go of. But you're right. Most of the time, based on his, his track record, that would have been the best way to go. I dig it. Hey-o. hey Conspiracy theory time. You... Have no idea what's coming, sir. But yeah, let's talk conspiracy theories. He got he sent this on Monday, so Aaron Rodgers is uh hurt way more than he'll let on, even before the rib injury. But he's seen how good Jordan Love looks in practice and knows that if he uh if he doesn't start every game, he's not gonna get his job back regardless of if he wants to retire or not. Uh what say you? I mean, as far as conspiracy theories go, I dig it. It's a, it's a, I, I, I would be surprised if everybody hasn't at least had that thought in their head at least once, you know, as far as Rogers knows that love is nipping at his heels and maybe he knows he's really good. And so he doesn't want to give him an opportunity. Not, not saying you think that it's what's actually happening. I'm just saying that thought has occurred as a what if. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give it a uh, seven and a half out of ten. Seth, thank you. Hey, Ryan. Uh, it's Garrett. Hey, man. And it's Monday. And I'm going to do a new segment called Monday's Mailbag. Uh, most of the letters are addressed to uh, Goody. Are you just going to real read other people's mail right now? Is that what we're doing? Because that would be a crime. And Barry. And a couple to Jordan Love. Uh, first letter to Goody is, reads... Hey, man, you're great at uh, getting these free agents off the street, and uh, Holland is just looking really good. But yeah. uh, how come you didn't sign Blankenship? That strong safety position would have really helped us win the game instead of uh, Philadelphia Eagles picking them up. What gives? <laughs> Next letter to uh, address the berry. Dude, you smell like burnt toast. That's it. Oh, all right. Nice. And uh, next letter to uh, Love. Man, that's uh, that's pretty impressive coming out. We hope to see a lot more of you. Sincerely, Packer fans. That's it for the mailbag right. section. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for that reading. Now for my evaluation of studs, subs, and duds. 
for this right. game. Let's do it. Studs for this game, Aaron Jones yep. for uh, balling out, and even Dylan gets a kind of a half a point for that. Um, That's not hold on. And Watson for ball. I come on now, Dylan. Dylan gets a whole. What are we doing? Points? Or are we giving game balls? He gets a whole ball, point ball, a whole point ball. Going out again on uh, just burning up some uh, rubber on that uh, pass from Love, and uh, even. Uh, even Rudy Ford, I think Rudy yeah. gets a little bit of a stud for that playmaking uh, fumble that uh, Walker ran out of gas before he could score. Unfortunately, <laughs> what's up with that? Uh, subs being just kind of subpar. Uh, I have to give it to Walker for just so many missed tackles. He did a lot. Uh, man, he's just killing it for a little bit, and then he just ran out of gas. It's just unfortunate to see the defense make as many. Uh, missed tackles as they did last night. Uh, so I thought they might be able to keep them in the game, but uh, they just come up way, way short. And uh, Duds, uh, man, I just have to give it over to a couple of players. And one Dud would be uh, Jaw for just not coming through. I just, man, I, I can't believe he didn't step up on that one play and just sat there and waited for the ball to come That's to him. That's weird. I've never seen never that did. before. Um, Very I weird. just would like to see the guy kind of just play just a little bit more aggressive you know, on that pass. He could have maybe made a play on it instead of sitting down on that ball. It just unfortunate. It's like, man, I was really hoping he'd play out of his mind and, and make more plays. So hopefully he can uh, move up to studs against the Bears next week. So anyways, have a good Monday, Ryan. Yeah, as, as I said, or will say, I don't even know, but um, my operating theory is that the team has given up, especially the defense. So um, it's weird and it's unfortunate, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Who knows? Maybe, maybe something will happen along the way to get them inspired. But right now, they're not playing at all. All right, let's do one more from Mr. Garrett, and then let's get out of here. Hey, Ryan. I'm still not quite feeling myself since uh, experiencing that Michael Vick PTSD last night. I get it. Uh, not thinking too clearly, but uh, I'm coming around. Um, I still can't believe what I saw. Um, I wanted to just maybe throw in somebody's name into the ring for consideration and discussion when it comes to potentially who they will hire as their new defensive coordinator. Um, I really would like to see them consider and bring in uh, Gerard Mayo, the linebacker coach from New England, and see what this guy has and what he can offer, and if uh, maybe he has an alternative solution to what's going on and how he can fix things and uh, maybe how they can effectively use some of these guys that are playmakers. They're just not maybe in the right positions for whatever reason due to scheme or whatever. So I just wondered what you thought of him. And... Maybe some of the other guys that maybe are going to be out there sooner than later. So uh, we'll see what happens. Have a good one, Ryan. Yeah, I haven't really started to look at uh, defensive coordinators. I, I know last time we did, I came to one conclusion, and uh, I think I was right. I don't remember his name, though. Uh, Jack Del Rio. I stand by that. That would have been a good hire. But anyways, uh, I, I still need to start that process over again, and um, I will... I know JJ's done it. He did a, an episode on it, I believe, and um, that would be a good resource to check out. I have not done that yet, but I will be looking into that as soon as possible. But 
I do think, as weird as it sounds, because I, I don't want just a big name for the sake of being a big name, but I, I do think that somebody needs to walk in the door that these guys look up to. I think somebody needs to walk in the door and just have a presence. Because I hate to tell you, Joe Barry has the scheme. Now, maybe he doesn't exactly know how to perfectly implement it, but he also doesn't have a group of guys that are even trying to play it. It doesn't matter if Joe Barry tightens it up. You notice how when everybody said, we should be playing more man, then we switched it up, played more man, and our guys got killed. So it's not just a simple matter of the scheme fails and Joe Barry sucks and Joe Barry's scheme. No, the scheme is exactly the scheme that we wanted. We brought it in. Joe Barry, for the most part, is implementing it, although he's probably jacking it up somewhat. But... My whole thing is we need somebody that's going to come in and inspire these guys to go out and be animals. Because forget the scheme, go out and hit somebody. I'm going to try to tell you where to stand, where to look, where to go, your assignments, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, find the ball, get the ball. Go play fast, physical, violent football, and we're going to be a better defense than we are right now. We just got to get the best out of these guys. And I don't just mean assignment sure. I don't just mean put them in the right position to succeed schematically, although that's, that's important. I've learned through this process that it is significantly less important than getting them to, to care about the, the team and about winning and about playing and about all that stuff. Because the scheme doesn't mean a freaking thing right now. And I don't care what scheme we're running. It's going to fail because there's, there's, there's no effort anymore. So that is an automatic prerequisite. You, you, you can decide whatever kind of scheme you want, whatever kind of experience you want, but if they don't meet that criteria as a guy that's going to walk into that locker room and inspire confidence, he's not coming here. That is a disqualifier. You, you, and, and, and listen, Joe, Joe Barry could have been that guy. He's kind of seemed like that guy, right? He's high energy and he runs around. I don't know what these guys want. I have no idea. But Joe Barry apparently ain't it. Figure it out. Talk to the players. I mean, they're the ones that aren't playing. Talk to them. Find out what the heck is going on. I don't know. It's hard for my position to know. But that is, that is an automatic thing. I, you could forget what's going on between the ears. That is secondary. And I, think, I really think experience goes a long way with that. I think you bring in like a first-time defensive coordinator, kind of like what you had with Matt LaFleur being a head coach. Not, you know, he's doing a good job, whatever. But I, I think you're going to have players just kind of rolling their eyes and, and walking all over them. You bring in a guy that's been doing this, He's been doing it long enough to remember the days when <laughs> players had a little bit more respect and they still expect a little bit of that from them, but also survive through this era where you, you, you treat men like men and they reciprocate. But I will, um, I will begin that process at some point in the future. Don't want to spend too much time on it because what's going to end up happening is the Packers are going to give him one more year and Joe Barry will be back and it will have been a waste of time. So, But anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. You guys have yourselves a fantastic night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you.